0: Welcome, everyone, to the Reinvent Relevance podcast, where we dive headfirst into what it takes to move your career from where you are to where you want to be. At Merfeld, we call this Reinventing Relevance, making the case that you can make things happen by embracing the call to do work worth doing. Here, we share stories of those who have made a choice to follow their strengths so we can all learn something from their journey. And joining me today is Kyle Murtaugh. He is a presentation skills trainer and author uh, of of a book uh, on the subject. Uh, He is our expert and he's joining us today and we're going to talk about how presentation and how presenting yourself is important, not just for those seeking a job, but for those who are in any job because presentation and communicating your value, the work that you're trying to do is important to all of us. Kyle, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me, Jason, and thanks for that great intro and framing the topic like that, because I think I agree with you. I think presentation skills, presenting is something we can all benefit from, not just for our careers, but for our confidence as well.
0: Exactly, exactly. Once we know what we're saying, it's easier to say it. Uh, (laughs) And I should point out, now, normally I send these questions ahead of time to each of our guests so they have an idea what's going on. I have not shared any of these questions with Kyle. Uh, so this is completely <laughs> impromptu. And one of the reasons we chose to do that is number one, he and I both share a love for improvisation and doing things impromptu because that's life in general, let's, let's face it. <laughs> but, <Yes. laughs> but also I wanted you all to get a feel for what happens when people throw questions at you, how do you respond to them? So we're gonna start off with Kyle, tell us about your journey. What did it take to, how did you become a skills presentation trainer? What, what was that? What was that like?
1: Yeah. So it happened really for me, Jason, four years ago. That's when I had my first ever experience of public speaking. Mm -hmm. I was a student at the time I was studying psychology. So that meant I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. (laughs) That was my natural projection. (laughs) Um, So I was really just meandering around, not sure what direction I was going in. And I just thought, you know what, Kyle? You need to figure this out. Why not try a bunch of different things? So that's what I started doing. I did different jobs, different activities. And one of those activities was going along to a speaker's club. Now, I imagine your audience, Jason, will be familiar with Toastmasters, won't
0: Yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, in North America. Yeah, that's exactly oh, who yeah. would, I, like I, was that. gonna, I was gonna point that out. You mean Toastmasters, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: It's a place where people meet up and practice public speaking. And that was my first experience, a place like Toastmasters. And it really was a train wreck. We spoke about impromptu speaking. I was not good at impromptu speaking when I started. I can guarantee you that. In Mm -hmm. fact, what they do at these clubs is they ask things called table topics, Mm -hmm. which is when they ask you a question off the cuff, no prep, and you have to answer it straight away. So -hmm. great for interview prep, really. But my first ever question was, Kyle, if a zombie apocalypse happened in Scotland, where would you go? <laughs> I was thinking, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> Explicit. Um, I really, I really did yeah. not want to do this, but I found myself up there, Jason, staring yeah. out at about twenty people looking at me, yeah. and I just was only able to come out yeah. with two words: "Yeah, the pub." And then I sat back down. <laughs> And I sat back down, and that was my first ever experience of of public speaking. So a walking, talking disaster um, is what I was. But I realized when I sat back down that I needed to do something about that. Because like we spoke about, you have to face public speaking at some point. Uh So I kept going back to that little club. And each time I got a little bit more comfortable with the situation, a little bit more sure of what I was doing. And over time, I started to lose that fear. I started to actually enjoy speaking because that's what it can yeah. be, Jason, an enjoyable experience. I know you enjoy it oh, yeah. a lot. Um, I enjoy it as well now, but that's the stage you can get to. And then at that point, a lovely lady offered me a job to speak in front of 300 people. I took it. It led to more work and more work. And then I started competing. I got some accolades, winning competitions and public speaking. So by the time I was graduating with my psychology degree, mm-hmm. I had a couple of clients. I had some accolades. Yeah. I thought to myself, why not give this a shot? And that's how I started my business, Confidence by Design, helping professionals improve their presentation skills for the last two and a half years.
0: That's fantastic. And you've written a book as well. Would you you like to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure, sure. So it's called, well, the five pillars of effective public speaking. That's the big version. This is the little version. And (laughs) what it's all about is really the the essentials, the, the framework, the foundation of what all great speaking comes from. When I was learning public speaking, I was really looking for something. a go to guide, you know, just the key skills I would need to learn to get Mm -hmm. better at this quickly. But there wasn't one there. So I had to sort of learn about it myself, I felt. Mm -hmm. And over time, I've kind of found that there's five key things you need to look out for. The first one being your body language. The second one being (laughs) your voice and how you use it. The third one being your structure. Fourth being clarity. And the fifth being impact. And that's what the book's based on around helping you acquire those
0: skills as well yeah you have a chapter in there become water which immediately for for my generation i'm oh bruce lee <laughs>
1: yes yes yeah yes and i'd love to go into that a little bit yeah. because the reason that i put that in there and that chapter is all about adaptation mm-hmm. because we just spoke about you know life is impromptu speaking is as mm-hmm. well you might yeah. go in a plan of how it's going to be but mm-hmm. that, that audience you face might not be what you were expecting maybe yeah. they don't want to be there maybe they're really enthusiastic maybe they just don't care they are what's yeah. the word um indifferent
0: yes right.
1: so how are you going to adapt how are you going to pivot in mm-hmm. that situation so that you yes. still get your message across and make yeah. your point count
0: perfect yeah i mean you think of it, impromptu speaking of any type, whether it's a job interview or a sales call, which a lot of our listeners are familiar with, it truly is like a street fight. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into. Did you bring a knife to a gunfight or a knife to a pillow fight? Or did you bring a pillow to a knife fight? You, know, you have to be able to adapt. Uh, you know, That's one of the things we talk about. When the phrase reinvent relevance, people go, what do you mean by relevance? It's just a matter of, is what you're saying relevant in the where you are and that that's exactly what you know exactly what you're talking about is what you're saying going to resonate because it has to it has to if it doesn't resonate you didn't communicate
1: (laughs) that's right yeah exactly yeah absolutely because we always want something to happen after we speak we always want our our audience to take action i think that's how you can judge the success of a presentation ultimately
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, you're calling, you're calling people to action. That's what, that's what it's all about. 100%. So now you also do online training as well. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit how that's working out for you. Because you, you switched from in-person, obviously we think of public speaking hmm. as being in-person, but things have, have moved <laughs> online now. I mean, everyone is on Zoom. So tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, I think we've
1: all kind of, well, we've been thrown into Zoom, haven't we? Yeah. So before March this year, I, I had never really done any training on Zoom at all. I was always in person doing live in-person workshops or working with people one-to-one in person. But then obviously the, the craziness happened and <laughs> everyone was forced to go and do this. And basically I, I had to make that change as well. And it's, it's been a phenomenal change for me. It's given me a lot more freedom I have to say because before yep. I was only able to work with people in Scotland now I'm able to have a conversation with you right exactly. now. Exactly, you know? yeah. And that would was always possible, but I wasn't aware of it before. Yeah. So now I pretty much do everything online. I hold monthly webinars mm-hmm. online. I do one-to-one training with people all around the world mm-hmm. online. So it really has been a fantastic step for my business in many ways. And the push mm-hmm. I really should have taken earlier, I would say.
0: Yeah, so in other words, when the zombie apocalypse hit, you actually didn't go to the Winchester, you <laughs> went on to Zoom. <laughs> Maybe you went down to the Winchester, had a pint, and Wi-Fi. But anyway, so yeah. Uh, for those of you not familiar with, that's a the the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost reference. Anyway, do uh, <laughs> for the folks listening in the UK, you're like, yeah, whatever. We we know this. <laughs> cool. So, cool. and how has that transition been uh, for you, going from going from in real life (IRL) to online? For some people, has been difficult because they're not comfortable being recorded being yeah. in a camera situation i mean we know people have had to learn real quick about three-point lighting uh, just even ring lighting just lighting themselves we, we've seen so many bad zoom videos how <laughs> how has that how has that changed for you uh, do, what how are you helping people navigate that change
1: yeah sure so speaking to camera like this is very different to speaking to a live audience mm-hmm. in front of you I had a little bit of a head start on this because uh, for the past year and a half, maybe longer, I've been creating short videos for my business, mm-hmm. so I've had to be, you know, speaking to a camera like this or what or so forth. So I'm a little bit more comfortable with it than most people would have been back in March. But yeah. I have learned a hell of a lot in terms of lighting like you said three-point lighting mm. sound i got myself a, a microphone and yep. um, quality of your video camera i don't know how your pc um, mm. camera was jason yeah. but mine's i mean it looked like i was underwater or something <laughs> it, like it was a mess so yeah. i've had yeah. to adapt but it's also speaking as well right mm-hmm. because now when you are speaking to an audience they are much less likely to listen to you because they're in their own environment. They're comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're relaxed. There's no reason to pay attention to you. They could go back to the fridge if they want. You know, there's <laughs> there's multiple distractions yeah. around. So oh, you yeah. have to do even more as a speaker to engage your audience, and that's what I've been helping a lot of clients do uh, with interacting, yeah. using you know their delivery, but also the content as well. It, it's yeah. it's so critical now to be on top of your presenting game when you're doing yeah. it. Off.
0: Yeah, we we talked about that last week. Uh, activated, activated curiosity. Mm, yes. <laughs> it, it getting people's attention by by engaging their curiosity. I mean, because you can inspire action, but first you have to you have to hook them in, and you know that really again speaks to that impromptu, that ability to read the audience, and the only way to get good at that is to is to suck. Let's be honest. I mean, you have to, nobody's ever ready. You just go. And yes. you keep trying and trying and trying until it sticks. And as entrepreneurs, we know this, uh, you know, uh, that is something that we, we've run into time and time again. You just have to keep pivoting. Um, so yeah, now, now tell me about the, the, the recent training you did was on giving a pitch. Can hmm. you sort of summarize for our listeners uh, how a pitch goes online and Recording a video pitch. Should they be recording a video pitch? I see this now on LinkedIn. More people are doing little vignettes, one minute, two minute, three minute of essentially what we would call in the AV industry, a sizzle reel of what, of, hey, this is who I am and this is what I do. And if you want to talk to me, reach out. So they actually are hearing your voice, seeing your face and putting your body language and all that together. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about online pitching. What do you think about the, the online okay. pitch?
1: Okay, so there, there's really two sides to this, right? There's there's live well, no, well, there's live pitching online, as in going to an online networking event mm-hmm. and doing your pitch like that. And then there's a pitching you're talking about where it's about video. You know, you pre-record a video, you post it up there, and then it's kind of a showreel, the sizzle, like, yeah. you, like you said, Jason. Mm-hmm. So uh, two different things going on there. With the, the, um, the in-person, well, not the in-person, but the networking pitch, if you will, which is live, what's key there is you're maximizing your 60 seconds. Because often all you get is 60 yeah. seconds. So that means you've got to start off with a compelling hook, which then allows you to introduce yourself confidently. Then you need to educate your audience in the middle. You need to teach them something new so they say, oh, this guy knows something new he's quite interesting. I should talk to him. And then at the end, you have to have that compelling call to action so that they actually do take a next step. And very much the same online. But what I would say is if people are constantly posting videos about themselves online, about pitching, about their business, about what they're doing about the new offer they have, they're Mm. probably going to turn off the the LinkedIn Mm -hmm. audience, if you will, Mm. that's probably where it's going. I would recommend adding a bit more value content, Mm -hmm. online alongside and pitching videos so these could be little hints and tips to do with your career your role your business your expertise which add a little bit of value to the community give before you take so by doing that then you, you then build credibility before that pitch comes in and people are much more likely to listen to you if you've helped them before i think
0: that's yeah, exactly. That's that's fantastic. Always, always lead with the ask, as we say in networking, and that's all video has become is a networking tool. And yeah, you're 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 spot on the money there. That that is that is fantastic advice. And anyone listening, write that down because <laughs> he speaks truth, and you need to know that. Uh, so, what sort of tips would you give a person who is recently unemployed or they're looking to change their situation? Uh, they've been, they, they, they want to, they want to make an impact in the job interview, in the networking event, in the, even the hiring fair, what,
1: what
0: sort of, what sort of tips would you give somebody to present themselves both in person and online?
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. So what I would say is first you need to invest time in developing your skills. Look to upgrade yourself during this period of time off. That's what I would do. And that's what I would Recommend others to do as well, and one of those skills might be your speaking. And you have to think about where you're speaking. If it's online, well, some of the key things you need to do is you need to be looking right down the camera, not at the screen. It makes a big difference during an interview. I'm sure yeah. Jason can yeah. um, back that up. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Like a little prop, a little smiley face on top of your camera might remind you. A Post-it note
0: set. is your friend. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah lo- lots of different options there. The, the other thing is think about your environment. If you're doing an interview online, what, what are you, what's behind you? Because mm-hmm. this right here is a little yeah. bit of a gateway into your living situation, into who you are, into yeah. your personality. And you yeah. have to decide how you want that to be represented because you're always going to have the home advantage when mm-hmm. you're presenting online. So make the most of this, decide mm-hmm. what you want to do with it. I look at the background of yours, uh, your picture there, Jason, and there's lots of different images. It, it shows that, like someone lives there and that's yeah. important. You see a lot of people and you you wonder, you know, are you in a dungeon? What's going yeah. on here? There's a lot <laughs>
0: then, of closet walls.
1: <laughs> Should we send backup? You know, <laughs> these questions come mind. Yeah. So try to make it look like a homely environment um, is what I would say as well. And then when it comes to your, your presenting, be prepared. Be yeah. pre- you know the, the types of questions interviewers are going to ask you. Yeah. There is a script in place, which we have been through. Try to be prepared as much as you can. Know what your key strengths are. Know what your potential weaknesses are, because that question always comes up. And have these things lined up. And practice. Run through. Do a little bit of role play, I would say, with a partner or friend, someone you trust.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, and never have a clock behind you. I We... <laughs> we've had counseled at least at least two or three people we can see that clock back there take that away because you don't want that on an interview you don't want your interviewer going what time is it you don't want that (laughs) yes yeah so yeah now now this final question is really this is a toughie because it's a lot of nuance to it and that is um how do you how do you look polished and professional yet at the same time authentic and improvisational i mean we want to practice our pitch and we want it to just roll off the tongue but that can sound a little salesy so how yeah. do you strike that balance of uh, you 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 want to look perf- you know you want to look practiced but natural at the same time
1: that's a great question and it's it's tough that, that's the first answer to it mm-hmm. but i think you've got to think about the different elements that make up speaking. So mm-hmm. one being language, right? Yeah. If you're using quite loaded language, if you're using language that you would hear in a, in a, a very a creative writing book like uh, this one, you know, yeah. that's not going to seem the most natural in conversation. Yeah. What you want to aim to do with your language is keep it conversational. Mm. Then it seems a bit more natural. So that's yeah. one thing for sure. The next thing is of course your delivery, right? the actual delivery of these words. It doesn't seem like a, like a stage performance. Have you got a specific gesture for a specific line you're doing? If mm-hmm. you do, that's probably not the best approach. Try to keep it more natural and don't go in with a plan in terms of what you're gonna be doing when with your hands and so yeah. forth. Um, try to just let it flow, if you will. It's hard harder to do than it is to say, But keep that in mind. Don't don't go in with a plan of how you're going to use your body the entire time. Is what Mm -hmm. I would say as well. And then, of course, at the end of the day, it's it's your content. If you're if you're speaking about information which brings out your personality, then it's going to be more natural. If you're speaking about information, which is about, you know, something you're not passionate about or Mm -hmm. or a company which you're not really invested in, then, yes, it's going to seem a little bit more clunky and so forth. So if it's about your passion, if it's about something worth doing to use Jason's term, then yeah. that's gonna help you a lot.
0: Exactly. That engagement is critical. Um, yeah, that that really, if you love your topic, you can talk about it for hours. So and literally, this topic you and I could talk about for a long time because we love talking about it. Yeah, so awesome. Absolutely. well, any any final thoughts? Uh, and i'll I'll give you the moment. So
1: yeah, sure. Look, if you want to get better at at your speaking, at your presenting, the only person who can truly do that is you. You have to make a concerted effort every single week to do something for your speaking. And I would recommend doing it, not just so that you can be a better public speaker, but so that you can be more confident. Because ultimately, if you can master public speaking, which is kind of at the top of the pyramid for communication, all of a sudden interviews become a little bit easier. Pitching. Becomes a wee bit easier. Going to networking events a little bit easier. Having difficult conversations, everything flows a little bit easier if you can master, master that big daunting skill at the top of the pyramid. So maybe in twenty twenty one, that's what you should look to do: enhance your presentation skills.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! You know, when, when this when this goes out, it's going to be New Year's, and twenty twenty one is the year. We we know that twenty twenty. Well, okay. It's no longer an excuse. So time to take charge of your career, take care and start and that and communication skills. Perfect place to start. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. This my friend. This has been fantastic. I I know people are going to take away a lot from this. Uh, And everyone, I want to thank you all for joining us today. And if you want to find out more, how to take charge of your career or, or learn more about Kyle, because we're going to have a link to his, uh, to his company as well on this podcast. Please visit our website, uh, reach out to ourselves or to Kyle on LinkedIn. And if you like this content and you have found it valuable, please share it. Uh, please reach out to us. Please connect to us. We love meeting new friends and we we want to get the message out there that help is available for your career. Just just ask for it. So we hope you all have a great week. Uh, we want you to stay safe and we will talk to you soon.